The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. edition live from sunshine speedway almost <laughs> from the karnak studios north yeah karnak studios north st petersburg florida we're here i'm jack, jack smith i'm rick angie i'm scott McAllister, and we got in the house the promoter of the year mr don ream absolutely the uh the uh message forum magnate mm-hmm. oh yes <laughs> yes sir the bone man the bone man rex yeah. hollinger and the Reverend Rick Bristol. <laughs> there you go, man. Well, we, we did. We did. We, we had a problem though. We uh, we did lose one guest. Yeah, uh, Scott. Scott. Rick. Bring Day, us up to date yeah, on Rick. I called Day. Rick and said he was going to meet me on I seventy five and head down this way together. And uh, I called him this morning. I hadn't heard from him. I called him this morning and he said that uh, he had an accident over the track. He felt a little dizzy. The next thing you know, he had fallen down and now he finds himself in the hospital. And hopefully, he's okay. And um, Everything's all right, but yeah, he's a little banged up right now, so he's actually in the hospital. So hopefully, uh, he'll have a quick recovery and get back to the track. So that's that's the main thing. But uh, yeah, he was unable to make it. Well, you know, um, there's been a lot going around in racing and everything in the last few months, but uh, unfortunately, the biggest news has been you, Jack. Well, I don't know about biggest, but it's been been a little bit of a weird. I don't even know how to talk about this. It's a weird trip, you know, that's for sure. But it's uh, that long, strange yeah, trip, yeah, right? Yeah, this is a long, <laughs> strange trip. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Well, quick, everybody else, who uh, you know, who's not aware I, I, I have to say, though, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things I could probably say. and I'll uh, have come out sometime during this next two hours, but I'll just say right up front that uh, I am just so grateful for uh, the help and um, support of the people have given around Florida um, to me and my family in the last few months from the Florida racing community, it's uh, it's mind-boggling. And it's taken me this long to just be able to talk about it and, and not losing my emotions. It's, it's 
really, really tough. And uh, Rick, Rick came to see me. Rick Bristol came to see me, and Don came to visit me just recently. And and Bone Man has been sending me the uh, good wishes and goodwill, and 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 the, the benefit that at the various racetracks. Uh, it was just just been life changing. No doubt about it. And um, I mean. You know, all the well wishes coming from everywhere. You know, I get people constantly telling me to let you know that they're they're thinking about you. Of course, John and Camille down at DeSoto wanted to get me to give you their well wishes from down south there. Of course, Gene uh, Davis and, and uh, everybody there, Fabian, everybody wants to say, you know, keep up the, yeah, keep up the I, good fight, man. I really did realize how many friends I have and, uh, you know, that's something that, you know, it's easy to lose sight of that sort of stuff. Racing business is crazy that way. Yeah. You know, we oh, yeah. can sit here and cuss each other for, for all we're worth, but uh, and come time of, of need, it seems like everybody gets together. Everybody and, steps up. Yeah, so it's kind of a cool deal. And sad it happened to Jack, but, you know, the uh, good thing is, is he's well on the road to recovery. He's looking great. Yeah, there, that's looking for sure. good. Back on the air. Uh, I love doing this stuff, man. Oh, I know, no, no <laughs> doubt about it. I was telling Jack the other day, I said, you know, it may be sad, but the one place that I feel truly at home at is, is at a racetrack. And it doesn't really matter what racetrack, but all of a sudden my comfort level just goes way up as soon as I know that I'm heading to the racetrack. And like I say, kind of strange, it's kind of sad to, to be that way, but it's the truth. <laughs> I, I can't help it. It is the truth. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, go, we go back to 99 doing this, the radio stuff, you know, out there on the pier. Um <laughs> God. <laughs> that place, that was a great, actually, that was a great place over there. Yeah, it was. Right on the water. The what a nice the restaurant. You know, engineer I snores. still see Barefoot Mike, too. Yeah. That's oh, right. That I right? forgot all about that guy. He walks around in his socks at, at Sweet Bay. God, and that yeah, was our we engineer. radio show in a live studio on an AM radio station, and the engineer is falling asleep and, and <laughs> snoring, and you can hear him snoring on the replay but that restaurant was super nice man wherever yeah. that was I, I i forget that place but it was nice right yeah. down the water right downtown right down on the water upstairs can we go back there that's they, gone no, actually they moved there out in west bradenton and greg kilma greg kilma still broadcasts from there kilma does a radio show uh from the same station only it's way out of Cornwall. yeah it's not on the water though that's no, all no. yeah I, I believe it's the only english-speaking show oh, on yeah. that station yeah. right now R really oh, yeah well maybe greg doesn't do it now but i know he did for a couple several he still years. has a website so i'm not yeah. sure yeah. but uh yeah it's from times past yeah. uh what you said our buddy bill green just got back from colorado Where's Bill been? He he just is all over the country, man. I tell you what, I seen when I was He's a traveling man. Yeah, he traveling is. man. So what was he doing up there? Son graduating from uh, the Air Force Academy. Oh, well, congratulations to Bill. Something, in Something yeah. Springs. Oh yeah, congratulations to Bill. Yeah, yeah Bill. Uh, we've taken some wild rides with Bill Green. <laughs> Every ride, we've never Bill gone is wild. down the interstate with it, Bill Green. Jack will ride in the back seat and won't look up. Well, nobody drives as fast as he does as Jack does. Jack. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> no. I well, me, Jack and I have logged quite a few miles together, and uh, especially when we were doing the dirt late model deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watching the sun come up coming down 75 and you're only at Gainesville. It's, it's yeah, a that's hard a, thing. that's a bad feeling there. That's a bad feeling. Yeah. But not as bad as coming back from Op, Alabama at uh, 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, not, Just, not fun. That's a bad feeling. Yeah, those are things I I, I, I don't want to do anymore. <laughs> no, I'm retired. I enjoyed Lake City because it only takes me an hour to get there, so that that's a kind of a good Lake thing. Lake City wasn't one of our favorite haunts, was it, Jack? 
<laughs> it should be. Come on up, man. We have a blast no, up there. No, not, not the asphalt track. No, well, I tell you, you need to come back because we're having a good time. No, we are having a good time up there. And, uh, you know, that's been that, you know, the dirt track, they're doing really, really good up there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you talk about history of racing and you can't leave out a place like Lake City because so Absolutely many people not. have I mean, run up there for so, so long. Uh, you talk about committed fan base. Holy smoke. They come out, brother. The same people. They're going to come watch some racing now. That's for sure. Well, you know, you, I, and you go to like Dave Westerman's site or our <laughs> site with the, you know, the photo galleries and stuff, and you go to the history, and, and you just see everything that Lake City has been continuously racing up there, you know, for a long, long time, time, long, long time. time. So yeah, it's uh, you know, we've seen some great racing up there all the way back. You know, Jimmy Cope. I remember when he was so young. <laughs> he was so much smaller than he is now. And, um, God, he was like a little boy back then. But You, uh, you know, speaking of Jimmy Cope, um, last year at some point, uh, this place contacted me by email. They were looking for video of any racing fight. Race car drivers fighting on the track, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, yeah, the world famous that, sunshine that, fight, head-on collision between yeah, he and Lee Falk. A, they had a piece of video clip or something from uh, Sunshine. Anyway, I got in touch with uh, Bill Green, and he was the announcer that night, and so I put him in touch with those folks. And anyway, they, it was just aired on TV just last week. Um, it was on one of those crazy shows, like. Crazy whacked out sports yeah, whacked type out deal, yeah. Sports kind of things, and yeah. uh, it was it was Jimmy Cope and somebody else getting into it on the track. They wrecked their cars, tore their cars up, drove up over each other, and then got out and tried to fight in the infield at Sunshine. And, uh, and Jimmy Bill, Cope whacked the guy with his helmet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Bill was doing the the, the, the play by play. You knew Bill had to be involved in there yeah, somewhere. You knew it. That was funny. So, uh, but, uh, go ahead. Man. We already got uh, kind of got plans for our next show already. I mean, we're jumping the gun a little bit, but uh, looking to about around June the ninth. Hopefully, around June the ninth. Some it, it's not firm yet. Sometime around that date. Yep. And uh, big announcement if it all goes through. Yeah. Huge announcement. Well, we'll be uh, actually we're going to be presenting the uh, 2009 Driver of the Year Hildebrand Jewelers Driver of the Year uh, ring. Right. The expensive one. The big one. Yeah. And it's a one. really nice ring. And uh, for several reasons, we've had to delay that. But anyway, we're going to be doing it around June 9th. And I already got we like to prolong these things. Huh? Know? Well, drag it out. It's the way we do it. We waited until April 19th to uh, and, uh, don that, that, that microphone just for a minute. Right? That's the way we roll. Huh? This is That's spits. the way we roll. Yeah. So, so Don, uh, when, uh, when, when they called you over to the uh, – infield there at citrus on the on the 17th of april and uh, bill green started talking to you about what did you what was going through your mind i thought um ooh, i got blindsided here uh, i had no idea i i was intent or in intending on figuring that we were going to talk about you and uh then they started making this presentation and then Bill turned to me and he said, now, you know, what do you have to say? Well, I had nothing to say because I was speechless. I didn't, I was unable to say anything. It was, uh, it was very uh, surprising and uh, it's quite an honor to to receive this award. And, um, but without the help of the people that 
or with me, uh, I wouldn't have ever been able to do any of this. My wife and all the other people that are involved, uh, they've been with me. Some of them have been with me for 14 years. So. Yeah, then, then you got off the, you, as soon as you got off, you must have immediately called me because I got a phone call like way, way early. And it, I think you called me right away, didn't you? Well, it wasn't too long afterwards. I finally got my composure where I could do something. And uh, and I called him and I thanked him, but uh, I told him, I said, I owe you one. Yeah, blindsided. Yeah. We're going to talk to Don uh, a little bit uh, later in the show. We'll talk to Don in detail about the state of sprint car racing in Florida today and uh, all about that sort of deal. Don, could you hand that uh, that microphone to the gentleman to your left there? Our message. Go ahead, Rob. Rick. Rick, you're not well, Rob. I'm not Rob, man. No, you're not. <laughs> you guys are out of practice. You guys are sounding really out of practice. <laughs> well, we haven't done this in a while. Uh, um, Our engineer's been out of out of whack here. Out of whack, you know. <laughs> I keep hearing this echo in my ears. Uh, yeah, we're here, and uh, we got Rex Hollinger, the Bone Man, with us. And uh, the message boards were a big thing there when you went down right at the beginning when you went away. And uh, um, one of the biggest problems that we had that people didn't understand, and uh, it was about the posting of race reports on the message board. And um, a couple of people really got bashed bad about it, especially Jane. And uh, Jane really got upset about it. And uh, what you guys didn't understand. It's a woman thing. Yeah. Well, what you didn't understand is I that. I didn't say that. <laughs> the, the all the way back to that. 98 when we, had, when we were running message boards, that's just the way Jack wanted it. And that's what we were doing. And. The reason that I stepped in is because Jane has done so much for for so many people, and you guys, I mean, you included, were attacking her, and, and not you attacking her, but there was a group attacking her. So I stepped in and I just started standing up for her, and then it reversed and it came on me, which I don't care. I've been doing this message board stuff for a long time, but what really surprised me is when you know i i didn't care that everybody went to other message boards it didn't bother me and there was posts on our message board um telling people to go to this other message board well those were mainly what i was taking off because and i don't realize if you guys understand it we don't care if people have other message boards websites <laughs> or whatever they're cheating on our but message board you're not going to promote them here and take them over there message board infidelity we have oh we, we busted our balls to get this to get where we are today and we're not going to just give you that and we're not going to give it to other people work it work hard do what we did to get karnak to where it is and it'll be great well, I lost my bet. I never thought that we would be discussing message boards tonight. I mean, this is oh, absolutely. this is Jack's big comeback night, and we were all glad that Jack's feeling, you know, struggling hard against the, his illness, looking good, you know, feeling good. And I, I thought uh, maybe ten percent probability that we'll discuss, you know, ten percent the, the tempest in the teapot. I just had to say that. You know that yeah. message. Hey, board hey, stuff Rick, Rick just needed to and get that off his chest because there are people out there, and I know that you understand all this. Believe me, I know that you understand all this stuff. 
but he wanted to get it off his chest because there are people out there really who don't understand a lot of stuff about why they get pretty are. jacked up about that message and, and they board. Do. oh they my get, god they, man and yeah. the things that i Those got accused of too seriously and that i didn't you know I'm, i don't care i don't care i'm not going to respond to it but it's just going to be that way that's the way we do it the first thing when jack changed over the message board to where it is now and if you read it it says no flames now we do let some go but to the extent that it got to where right now we have more people posting, more different people posting on the message board than we ever have. Hey, yeah, bas basically, yeah, what we, what we discovered um, just over a period of a couple of years from talking to literally hundreds and hundreds of people, you, me, and, and other people, right. um, was that so many drivers, especially drivers, told us that they did not want to post on the message board because no matter what they said, somebody was going to come back and slam them, and they didn't want to deal with all that. And so that was part of the thing is like, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a – I mean, racing is a tough game out there, you know, and people got emotions and it gets tough and all that. And, you know, people need to be thick-skinned if they're going to be on message boards and chat rooms. But, yeah, there's a limit, you know. The big, and the biggest thing is that that and, – and I don't know how many times I've convinced him not to shut down the message board because that's not what Karnak's about. That's not what Real Racing USA is about. It's not about that message board. Yeah, but i got to correct you on one thing uh -huh. because you are, in describing problems in the past, you're using the word you and looking at me. I'm not meaning you. Okay, because you will not no. find any flames no. from no. me. No, no, I, poke, you know, I, 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 I apologize for that. And you okay. do poke a lot of fun. But what I was really trying to get to, what really surprised me about the whole, you know, up and about the whole thing was when you said that you weren't going to post here anymore. And I just didn't understand why, because I never said it. You and I had never had a problem. That's true. We, at the time this was going on, we had some discussions. Mm -hmm. And you guys said, well, this is our playground, and here are our rules. Nice Never it would, uh, find me where that's posted anywhere. Okay, I'm uh, well, I'm paraphrasing. He's paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing, yeah, yeah. But, but it was definitely that's true. Fair. That's fair. Um, there was a there was an exchange, a heated exchange between yourself and Frass, and it was directed to all of us. And you pretty much told us that uh, we needed you, and you don't need us. And never said that. Never said the that. The operative term was adios. Uh, <laughs> so no, that, that's, that's what, what did Karnak, it. <laughs> That's not that's not what I said. I'll get to that. Jeez, right there he's got it down, man. He's he's got it. He's got see, the memo. It was. Yeah, but uh, one thing to remember, you know, I I didn't do any parting shots. I didn't do any great right, dramatic and, and announcement. I, and you never got nothing was ever said about you. And it's a big. You know what? It's a big state. It's mm -hmm. just like like Don and, and the sprint cars. There's probably room in in this state for two sprint car groups. There certainly is room for two for two message boards oh, for absolutely. heaven's sake. Absolutely. And uh, you know, absolutely. conflict and aggravation I don't need and nobody wants that. We go there for fun and relaxation. So I went there and uh, I just I didn't want to make a big dramatic exit and I, I didn't. Mm -hmm. But uh, you said that I said adios. Actually, it was Frassen that said adios. It's I'm reading it right here. <laughs> it's right here. It's, it's still it's Frassen, there. the guy that told they that said the announcer mm -hmm. at East Bay needs to shut up. Yeah. Is that what it was? <laughs> That was me. And, and it's uh, his last line is, the power you people think you have just is just amazing to me. I don't think I've got any power. Don't care. Power. You know, all, I, all I'm it. doing is responding to what people are telling me. You know what the real tragedy, there's there's two problems uh -huh. 
from this whole thing. One of them is there's a good friend of mine, a guy who's very well educated. He's a trained event coordinator. He's trained. His mic's cutting in and out. How are we doing? Is that better? Yeah. yeah okay. Ahead. He's a trained event coordinator. He's very well educated. He runs events and a tourist attraction for a living. And the guy happens to love local short track racing. And this almost drove him out. It's not. It hasn't driven him out. But it's been a huge step backwards when a guy like this is so over. He's bubbling over with great ideas. And he can make them happen. The exact same thing that Jack's talking about, though, is what. I mean, that you're talking about is what Jack said. Um, We had people that said because of this certain element on that message board, they were not attracted to racing anymore, and they didn't want to come on that message board or post anything. And Mm -hmm. and I think think a lot of times that people, and it's a very small number of people, but um, there's a handful of people who, who the comments that they just constantly are picking on people and – um, creating arguments and, and, you know, just irrational discourse or whatever. But there are people who take offense to that and figure that and this is not a place for them. I mean, I'm the same way. There's a dolphin message, a Dolphins uh, football team message board that I go to during the season regularly. During this past year, I kind of quit going to it because I started looking for another avenue because of the same exact thing because – if all it is is conflict, you know, I'll turn on, like, Fox News or CNN or something. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You can check Bill O'Reilly out for that. Right. But I think the main thing about it is, is once again, that the, the message boards are – I look at it like this, man. The message boards are a cool place to go check out, but that's not where you're going to get information from. Right. I mean, News. You're, you know, was when I was in the radio business, you know, the same people that came out to our, uh, broadcast, our live broadcast – they were the same 50 people that came in or the people that called in and requested songs. They, the, they were pretty much the same people right. that did it over and over. Uh, so, you know, the message board is one thing, but if you're looking to get real information, that, that's not the place to go. And it, mm. it's a place for, for fun and that kind of stuff. But when you start to get too much grief on it, then it's just like I actually stepped right. on Rex when he was answering. So, oh, Yeah, actually, Scott, uh, I, I kind of disagree with that one. Yeah, there's a lot of. There's a lot of jokes. There's a lot of shenanigans. But I tell you, there's a lot of good news and uh, yeah. a lot of information to be had there, too. I, I think it is more valuable. And I know for a fact I've made a lot of excellent friends on there. It's given birth to a lot of events that have been good for Florida racing, like uh, the Modified Reunion. Absolutely. Like the uh, the Eddie Brand race, Jack's race. And the go-kart thing that even, you guys even, do. Exactly, the little 500 uh, uh, go-kart. Uh, yeah. In that respect, it can be a very powerful tool and productive tool. And And the people are great. I mean... Jerry Benner and I, uh, we're always joking. Every time we go to a racetrack, you, you can't find a better guy to, to just to hang out with is Jerry. You know, yeah, keep the beer flowing. No, but Jerry, is, <laughs> he's a good guy. He's an interesting guy. He's funny. Uh-huh. But but as I was saying a few minutes ago, the, the whole, the biggest problem from my point of view to that episode a couple months ago is that we had this guy, we almost drove him out of the sport. And you know him. His name's Andy Sandal. Mm-hmm. He's, he's one of my best friends. Hmm. I, I had a long talk. I talked with him on the phone almost every day. And he will sit there and bubble out idea after idea after idea. He he will be such an asset to this sport if he ever, you know, he's a career, he's got a career, okay? Mm-hmm. Racing is his hobby, is its relaxation. If he were to ever take an interest and get serious, he would be a riot. He runs a, a museum in Orlando. Right, yeah. Last, I uh, was there two weeks ago, they had an event. Really? The museum draws 
uh, on the weekend, a very sparse crowd. But oh. this Saturday, he had 1,100 people, and he did it on almost no expenses. I'm telling you, the guy can make things happen, and he has tremendous imagination. And he's an awesome he can. He's an awesome He's the guy writer. who writes, right? He, he's he, he's awesome the guy writer. who writes. Yeah. yeah. But the whole thing, I mean, the whole thing started because Jane simply asked, please email me the race results, and we'll put them on the front page of Karnak. Plain and simple. That's where the whole thing started. And and the reason for that is is it started a long long time ago, um, it, and it and it was something that I decided that because I had this I've had this message board fight and trust me this isn't just about Karnak, I've heard the same discussion we're having right here on NPR radio about uh, a whole different genre of of stuff you know and I've heard it on CNN not three months ago there was a discussion about chat rooms and forums on message boards and they were you know the same types of issues you know and this sort of evolved a long time ago because uh, way back like 1999 2000 I mean the message boards were a, more of a fad then they were brand new and everybody and his brother was was on them and they were really crazy and they got I mean drove one racetrack owner out of the state practically um, we ran five message boards at one time. It was crazy. Five. It was nuts. We had five. And, and the thing was, is I kept trying to explain to people, if you want news, you go to the news pages. If you want pure entertainment, you go to the, to the message forums. And it sort of evolved as a policy to keep news and results. Plus, see, when if we have the results, if we have somebody going to the, the news pages, to have to see the results of a race or race stories or articles then they get exposed to this whole nowadays 12 years of archives of just about every race that's been run in Florida mm -hmm. you won't find that there's not a website you can go to in this country any state nobody has that except for state of Florida you know and people get exposed to that if they only go to the message board then they don't get exposed to all that other stuff and that's part of, of why but you know you know i could discuss this at length but i suspect that's not the reason that we're here no, tonight absolutely absolutely no, but uh, absolutely. but i will say and this is this is me talking okay andy would never would never mention this me talking this is a relationship that needs to be fixed because that guy could be such a huge asset What's Rick. broken about it? What do we have to do to fix yeah, it? Absolutely. I mean, letting post his race reports on the message board? It's not going to happen. It's <laughs> no, not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen because he won't send them there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they get worse. Yeah, I mean, what, what's got to be fixed? Oh, uh, I don't know, a phone call? The same way any relationship can be fixed. You know, it comes down Just to... Just make sure I have his phone number. I'll call him. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it. I do that done. all the time. You know, no big deal. I, I say so all it was the time. written, so it was done. Any, <laughs> any business is a people business. Even, mm, even racing with crazy rednecks and everything else, the fact is it's relationship-driven. And here's one. And again, this is me talking, not him. Mm -hmm. This is a guy who could benefit the sport. Rick, Rick Bristol, I'm look, looking at you. He would be a tremendous asset to our track because the guy get things, gets things done, and he has a, a constant flow of information. And, and new ideas. And I and I saw that in just the way he wrote in the few posts that he posted on the message board. That this guy is a tremendous, tremendous asset. And people like him. That's the main thing about somebody like that is that he's well-liked. And, and the thing, one of the things that we complain about more than anything else is in Florida, there is certainly a shortage of people who are willing to and able to write about 
the sport. And that's the last person I'd like to see leave this Absolutely. sport. Absolutely, because, I mean, that's one yeah. of the biggest problems that we discuss is that finding people, you know, is very difficult. And every time a writer leaves or somebody who actually writes or goes and takes for pictures and on a regular basis and does a good job and is professional, every time you lose somebody like that, it's a bad, bad thing. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole list of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think he's going anywhere. And again, I can't speak for him, but but we're That's we're cool. pretty good friends. That's he's cool. he's been supposed to drive my bomber car, and I've had nothing but problems with that thing for two or three months. And but as he a is. matter of fact, we're going to come back in a little bit and talk with you about your racing and New Smyrna, Orlando, your whole racing thing on the East Coast. Good deal. Huh? Um, hand that mic to to uh, Rick. I think what we're going to do is uh, we're going to take just a short break here. And we're going to come back and uh, get into it with uh, Rick Bristol about Orlando Speed World, uh, the fast car experience, and uh, the big event coming up in December. That's right. That's not the whole reason. We absolutely did not do that. <laughs> we wouldn't do that.
right, Rick, Scott, you guys back? Everybody go uh, to the little boys' room? Yes. Everybody, everybody got their, uh, their house in order here? We're back. So uh, we're back here inside Florida Racing, realracingusa.com. Dot com. Mr. Uh, Rick Bristol. So What's up, guys? You're back uh, still general manager over at Orlando Speed World? Well, I became general manager about four weeks ago. Last year I did some, you know, partial Promotion. promoting. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to do it a couple nights a week and on Saturdays <laughs> uh, while working a full-time job and all that. So uh, that was a little bit difficult. And then, of course, we got hit with multitude of rainouts during the summer, uh, which, uh, you know, it's you, you hate to say what was going on, but I had I had been out every Saturday for 22 weeks, at a you know Kmart, a Walmart, a Winn Dixie, whatever. I'd be out. We'd I'd have my race truck set up. We'd give away uh, free tickets to the track. We'd give away tickets for the charity event coming up, and so all of those things were going on. But every week that you know we gave out those passes, and then they got rained out, and then got rained out. You lose all your momentum. And we actually started out at the beginning of the year with some. Uh, you know, with some decent crowds um, at the beginning of the year, then we had all the rainouts. And then when we came back, um, the first couple uh, were were pretty good, and then and then it kind of fell off at the end. Um, so you kind of lose your momentum when weather kills you, like it did for the track last year. And then again, trying to work part time. Um, so during the off season, there was a whole long kind of process of uh, Robert deciding what he wanted to do, me deciding what I wanted to do. And uh, we finally came to the deal about, uh, I guess it's been four weeks now. Um, and, um, you know, I, I've been out there beating the bushes. You know, trying to sell sponsorships is a hard thing. I mean, people, people just no don't doubt. realize how hard it is. Uh, but I've been doing it, and we've, we've gotten a couple of trade deals that's going to help us with our advertisements, uh, with advertising. And, uh, and then we've got, I've got like 20, uh, 26 or something like that proposals out, waiting for answers, uh, that type of stuff. Um, trying to work on talking to drivers, getting the car count back up, that type of stuff. So, um, you know, there's a lot going on. You know, it's it's not going to turn around overnight. It's yeah. just not going to uh -huh. happen. And then we got to hope that we don't have that kind of rainout situation during the summer months again as bad as last year. We know we're going to have some. We're just hoping we don't have that kind of. Well, you know, you know in all the years that I've been doing this, um, Orlando's always been a tough nut for fans in the stands, always. Now, I've been to the drag strip on Saturdays and Sundays up there, and the place is packed. Yeah. It's packed. Fr Friday night's, you know, Friday night's an issue, but it's always mm -hmm. been a Friday night track. You have a sister track that runs on Saturday night. So uh -huh. it's kind of it, it's kind of one of those deals. Um, you know, I'm trying to think outside of the box, and I'm going to try to uh, convince Robert to try later in the year uh, a deal where they run Saturday three divisions. I run a Saturday night show three divisions. We do a you know, we do a special deal there, special deal there, special admissions, and just see what happens. It, it can't hurt anything. Let's try it. And then, I, and then I'm even going to try uh, talking to him into doing maybe a Sunday night or Sunday afternoon show uh, after a cup race, you know, a night cup race or something. The next day do a, a Sunday afternoon show. Run three divisions, 50-lap races, you know, $5 admission, and just, and just see what we can do with it. Uh, we need to try some new stuff. We we need to think outside of the box. You know, the same old stuff doesn't work. It's it's just like any other racing stuff. Things have changed uh, everywhere, and so you have mm -hmm. to be you have to be somebody that thinks ahead of time and is willing to try some stuff if you're if you're going to succeed. I believe I, I believe you have to take some chances here and there. Well, the, I mean, and it's not because of the facility itself, because the track itself. I mean, it, it's one of the most superb 
surfaces fast. Rex can ask can say that, you know, and then um it's just a racy place. Some of the best late model races I've seen on short track yeah. is right there in Orlando. Well, it's a great track. I mean, I've been there for a long time, and I love the place, and that's why I want to uh, at least give it, you know, everything I got this year, uh, you know, working at it full time just to see what we can do. Um, we know we're not going to, you know, I don't believe we're going to see, you know, the, the huge, uh, you know, 1,500, 2,000 people on a Friday night. Mm -hmm. um, we, believe, we believe we can get up. Um, we did have a couple of nights last year. We got up in the 700s. And, and you know, so those are things that we, we're setting the goals. You know, I've got some goals for to get to this amount, and then I've got a goal to get to this amount and be consistent. If we can get it back to a consistency uh, with some of the scheduling things we're going to try and do, um, we can get back. I mean, the place, obviously, uh, you know, people, people sit around and, and question everything, and, of course, they, you know, this, but... Robert Hart lost a lot of money last year uh, because of all the rainouts and all the issues and all the problems. And um, you know, some people don't want to feel sorry for him. You know, and and but the whole point is, we have a racetrack that needs to succeed, or we're going to have another one that's closed. We can't afford any more closed no, racetracks. No so you know, he has stuck it out through all of his health issues, through through all of the rainouts last year, and he still is trying to, you know to keep things going so uh, i'm going to do everything i can to try to try to help us to at least get to a, a level where the track can consistently make some money and get back to you know get back to um, some i mean we've had, the last couple of weeks have been some great racing i mean uh the late models the super late models have showed up 12 13 strong and the racing has been good the trucks were good um you know even the mini stock race they had a, a great battle even though our car count was a little low um so we've had you know we've had some good racing we dickie's just, back we, we just got a bit yeah and dickie's dickie's back <laughs> dickie's in a big back. way but he's got a kid he's got a kid that last week was coming he just run out of laps and uh, ben kennedy i think is going to give him some ben stuff kennedy? here yeah jack and i were the first guys to see that new car remember that jack yeah that's a whole nother show. <laughs> yes, it <is>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. But he has. Uh, we will he have has... to talk about that. The visit to uh, Dick's Race Shop. Yeah, yeah. Dixie Racing. <laughs> he's yeah, been uh, uh... he's been given uh, some lessons, no doubt, and he's still got it. Um, I joked around uh, last week because they had raced, you know, two weeks in a row. One of the reasons why he came back is because they weren't going to run every week, and they were, you know, shorter features, and you know, he was going to try to build himself back up again. And uh, they, they raced two weeks in a row, and somebody said to him. Why you you're usually here when we open the gates? How come you're late? And I I patted him on the shoulder and I yelled over to him. I said, "It's because he had to take a nap. That's two weeks racing in a row. <laughs> he's getting a little old, but uh, he still got it. And, no doubt." And it. Dick is uh, when we saw him. What that was like January or something? Yeah, it was early. It was, it was early it was before racing started. Yeah, and he was on his uh, diet program. How's uh -huh. he looking? Uh, he he slimmed down since last year that I saw him. That's yeah. for sure. Well, that was uh, the whole deal. He, he still got some to go. He yeah. still got some. He to built go. a race car and he wasn't getting into it till he got to a certain weight. I won't yeah. mention the weight. But well, I, I don't had, know. I don't know what that is, and I don't. And talk he had much a sponsor about who, uh, who who who's paid him, for it. Who paid for his program? Uh -huh. Whose weight? Who I try not to talk about weight much myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Rick, let me ask you. Uh, I mean, you talk to drivers all over the state, and you talk to the other promoters, and, and I mean, you got your pulse on things because of you're promoting a track, and you have to. What is, um, what's the landscape like this year compared to, to last year? Is it, what's the differences that go on, you know, like this year? Well, you know, I think, I think some things are a little bit better, but, you know, it's, it, the economy has hurt tremendously. I mean, anybody, if anybody says it didn't, they're nuts, Okay. It, it it has cost. I mean, I, I heard uh, just uh, two weeks ago at the racetrack 
three guys uh, told me they lost their jobs uh, still you know so it's not over the economy is still the economy is still a big issue um, but I you know we have seen some improvements in in some things but um, I, I still believe that this year is still going to be a struggle now yes some tracks are doing well some series are doing well um, and 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 that's good. I mean, we, we, we want people that it's not, not like you're going to sit around and be jealous because somebody else is doing well, because our point is every track needs to do well uh, so we can keep them open. I mean, that's the whole goal. And uh, so, but on the overall basis, I think this year is still a struggle. I, I, I just believe that we still have a lot of people that lost their jobs last year that even if they found a job now are trying to recover. I mean, Digging it's out of the hole. It's yeah, it's it's huge, and I know I know the deal because I was laid off in November of last year, and you know didn't didn't have a job until I started working at the track, so I know the situation of being out of work. I sold my race truck, um, you know, because I needed the money. So, I, you know, it's not if you you know if you don't think it's affecting everybody, it is. Well, it's your priority level too. I mean, right. it's like you said when when you've lost your job or you've lost some income racing if unless you're doing it for a living it's got to go it on the doesn't back burner. Yeah, it, yeah it goes on the back burner behind your wife and kids and house yeah. and food unfortunately and that doesn't happen everywhere and that's that's another issue and, and that the brings whole, up the whole right deal. and that brings up other issues that people but i think i think we're still on a struggle uh, i think we're still on a struggle this year and but i believe that we can see progress and then I believe that next year could be the year that we start to see racing come back i think in a full bloom so you mentioned uh kennedy the driver um, uh, Bowman, you you race at Orlando, right? So other than, uh, of course, Rex Hollinger, who you know we know he's top top shelf here. Who who's coming on over there? What what's who are some of the drivers well, that are making waves at, at Orlando? Yeah. Well, Ben Ben raced Rex. the trucks last year and he won the championship, and now he's moved over into the super late models, and um, he he's still he's still kind of learning the super late model deal. He's a little timid getting through traffic, and that's what kind of cost him, I think, last week a little bit. Um, but uh, Anthony Sergi is another driver that's been doing really well over there with the trucks, and now he's uh, beginning to run the late models as well. I mean, we've got you know we've got several drivers over there that are really uh, you know kind of just beginning to to blossom, and, and I believe you got some good competition. Um, you know, um, we probably have probably five probably five to seven of those late mo super late models that were there. You know, we had thirteen that that you know, or good, you know, good stout competition. You know, you had your, you had your guys that, you know, are back markers and we know that's going to happen everywhere, but um, that's part of learning how to race in traffic and all of that. And that's why I say it cost him a couple positions. Uh, took him a little longer to get around some traffic while Dickie was just you know. hammering him. Yeah, he still, he still has his patented famous move. Come off the corner, you skim the rear bumper, get him sideways and go around him. He does it. He did it. He did the it. The bump and run. He did it two weeks ago to perfection, as usual. And <laughs> he, he's made a lot of people mad with that, but uh -huh. uh, it works. But in Orlando, man, you got to – I mean, that's just part of racing in Orlando because, it, he, as you said, some of the best racing I've ever seen. I mean, I've seen Wayne Morris and, and Jason Boyd about try to kill each other over there. But the <laughs> racing second to none, like mm -hmm. you said – and, and for people, you know, we talked about the, the message board. I, I look on there and I see a lot of history, people posting, you know, old photos and old right. stories mm -hmm. and things of that nature. I think about Orlando Speed. Well, the first thing, of course, I think of is Pete Orr. And I think about the history that and, and, the, and the professionalism that he brought there. And I see the people in the message board, they talk about history. If you want to go see history, go to Orlando Speed World because, honestly, y there's a lot of history right there at Orlando mm -hmm. Speed World. You don't have to travel 
to South Florida or all the way up to North Georgia. Or, or you, it's right there in Orlando. So, you know, if, if, if perhaps the, if the traffic is difficult, especially when you live in Ocala like I do, you know, the traffic on the way here, to me, I was cussing mad, but I live in Ocala, Florida, so that's a big difference right there. But in Orlando, the, the history at that track is second to none. And, you know, I know you want to try new things and try different things. Part of me says, do come back to the old tried and true, which, like you said, it, everything needs to be changed and you need to get updates so many things. But, you know, as with Don, Don Reams here, and, and, and he's been doing this for years and years and years, and certainly things change. But I look back at the history and say, man, I think well, about all that, it gives me no, you're right. the that's history, why I want to go back. The history is one thing, and the Friday nights is probably not going to totally change. What I'm saying is do some other things that, that, Along that, with it. that will help. Yeah, right. will, will help some different in, in stuff. In addition to. Right. Go ahead, Rex. Yeah. You know, history is fine, but you should, you should be there now. I didn't really know Dick Anderson. I've watched him race for 40 years, but I parked next to him a week or two ago, and he won the feature. And here's a guy who's been there and done that. He's won everywhere. He's been every, been everywhere. And he was so jacked up and so excited to win a little Friday night feature at Orlando. It's just really cool to see a, a really a living legend of the sports be so into it, so enthusiastic and so excited. So. I'll tell you what. When we went to Dick's race shop, and it was after we'd already done a radio show and, and it had been a long day. Yeah, we'd already been together four hours. Yeah, it was a long day. But he was insistent, he insisted that Jack and I go over to that race and shop. And he took us around. He's got in his race shop, he's got clippings from newspapers all the way back to the beginning and pictures and newspaper stories all the way around oh i've the i've heard his garage's history on oh, it is that's a, all in it you got you it started the one corner and it starts at the beginning of dick's yeah. career down in palm beach and it just goes all and the way around, and, around and, and he gets right here everything. and he goes and this is where wayne was born and yeah, then, yeah this is what i was doing then and well i'll tell you i'll tell you the first dealing i ever had with dick anderson uh as far as i'd watched him race in fact i was working at bronson at the time uh, this was back in 1991, and we went down, um, we went down to uh, Citrus to pass out some flyers and some stuff, and we watched the races. It was me and actually Jimmy Wilson. And uh, we, we went down there and, and, and passed out some flyers, and then we, we, we saw Dick, and, and Jimmy's, like, talking to him. I was like, hey, Dick. He says, hey, you guys want to go down and have a, have a steak down at the, uh, I think it was called the Skunk's Nest or something like that. He used to go there, yeah. he used to go there all the time. He says, you want to go down there and have a steak with us afterwards? So, you know, we said, okay, sure. We get down there, and, we, you know, we thought he was buying. He didn't buy. <laughs> and I didn't have a dime Lesson in my learned. pocket. <laughs> Lesson learned. Yeah, it was, uh, it was funny. But, it, but the stories, uh, you know, even that night, just listening to all the stuff. Yeah, even he's back enthusiastic. Then. Well, what you're seeing now is you're seeing a guy who, you, you see a guy who, like he said, has done it all, who, who retired. And then he's now watching his son you know, he's watched his son, but now he's watching his grandson, grandson. compete and, and uh, got the old itch again. And so now what you're doing is you're seeing a guy who's having just fun. Yep. Mm -hmm. When Dick Anderson raced all those years, it wasn't always fun. And now oh, you're yeah, just right. seeing nothing but him just having a good time. I remember a Florida Pro race at DeSoto where uh, him and Jimmy Cope ended up in the wall. Yeah, those weren't yeah, fun. No, those I remember, fun. I remember you, didn't, you didn't make Pete Orr mad very often. But one night at Orlando, him and Dick got it, and it was it was off one of those patented uh, bump and run moves, and uh, and then there was going to be a big brawl in the pits. And I remember because that was when I had just started helping Pete and David and Russell, and 
uh, somebody says, go get, he says, go get the jack handle out of the truck. And I was like, this don't sound like it's going to be a whole lot of fun. <laughs> but, but luckily, uh, tempers prevailed there. We were able to we get on down the road. But he, uh, there's not, one thing about Dickie Anderson is he's going to race hard. You know he's going to race hard. But what I've seen in these past couple of weeks is besides that patented bump and run, which I've seen for years, uh, man, he was, he just put the moves on him. He's, he's teaching him. Yeah, I think it was two weeks ago he was uh, fourth, and we had a restart with like five laps to go. And he won the race. He passed, uh, was it Ben Kennedy? Passed in the, the, in last, the last half a lap. That was the bump and run. I was parked next to him, and he was so excited. He said, listen, I went into that corner, and I thought, I'm going to win this or get thrown out. <laughs> he said laughing. Well, he won it, and he didn't get thrown out. It was a, it was a hell of a finish. Yeah. Well, All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break here. And, uh, it's time for a, an organic apple or a piece of broccoli or something organic. And uh, we'll be right back, and we're going to talk with uh, Rick Bristle about the big race at the end of the year at Orlando Speed World. We'll be right back. God, it's good to be back with you, Rednecks.
Yeah, welcome back to Inside Florida Racing. I swear some of the very best radio happens off the air. Uh, we were just discussing uh, the night that uh, Scott McAllister and I spent the night with Catherine Harris, the former Secretary of State, and uh, running for uh, – we didn't literally spend the night with it, her. But, you know, the that. crazy part about it was is just like when the election was down south, one person thought they had won it, but she overruled them and said, no, we're going to oh, let yeah, somebody else absolutely. win. No, I'm just kidding. She didn't. And her, she, her handlers that night, her people there handling her, they were scared to death and you that know, something was bad was going to happen. I was announcing at DeSoto that night. Yeah, you were. And I come walking in, and I said, oh, yeah, Catherine Harris is going to be here. So, why? Uh, <laughs> exactly. And then and I see who, you, and I said, oh, okay. And you know whose car There wouldn't happen to be a clip of that somewhere in the uh, message Bill Davis. Oh, big <laughs> dollar Bill Davis, brother. Hero. <laughs> Hero Bill Davis. Let me tell you like, a little story about Bill Davis. I was like, Davis. dude, it's a state senator or whatever she was sitting in Bill Davis's car. That ain't right. Yeah, there's I, we got a picture somewhere. Yeah. But Bill Davis, Sarah Race, DeSoto Speedway, <laughs> Opal Wheel Modified. Rick Day on the back stretch holding a black flag telling him, get off the track. Get off the track. That's the guy with Bill Strawberry. Davis. Strawberry's on his car, wasn't it? No. no. Didn't no. he drive car? Didn't he have one? No, no. Bill Davis drives open wheel modifieds out of. Uh, Actually, it was a Budweiser looking car. Yeah, the longest time. yeah. He's from Wachula. Mm -hmm. From Wachula, yeah. yep. And he drove over Rick Day's foot. Ran right over <laughs> it. Ran right yeah! over. He probably deserved it. Yeah. So, so Rick, uh, at Orlando Speed World during the course of the year, I mean, you have several, some pretty big events. But you got the Bright House thing still, right? You still do right. You need a little volume in your microphone. There, uh, you still do the Bright House deal. But, Correct. Uh, at the end of the year, every year you've been doing this big. Uh, event tell, tell us about this year well it's the fifth annual charity truckers 200 uh we do uh 200 laps of truck racing with a halfway stop pit stop and everything on the bandolero tracks in front of all, all the fans and uh it's uh it's really become uh, a huge deal and uh this year um i'm very very excited this year we are going to have it on december 10th and 11th and that's part of pri weekend uh you know the pri shows in town and uh, I'm I'm corresponding right now to see if we can't put together something of uh, maybe them donating a, a half page ad in the uh, you know in the in the mailer that always comes out or the magazine and uh, see if we can't put something together with a promotion. Go down there on that Thursday, pass out information, and then of course they have the go kart racing in the parking lot that night. Maybe we can get a chance to do something there, uh, and then hopefully we can draw you know a huge crowd out there because the whole purpose is to help families in need and uh, of course we also announced this year that uh we're going to help jack this year with our with our thing because i know the bills are going to be piling up and uh and all this stuff and already have uh so he's he's helped us for years uh with my even back to my go-kart uh fundraiser i got so, pictures of that stuff. yeah so we you know uh when i heard about jack's issues and stuff we uh, definitely wanted to make sure that he was included in this year's event and then we have two three-year-old uh girls that both have stage four neuroblastoma cancer, uh, same as little Joey that we helped last year. And uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I went up to the hospital uh, to the cancer ward, and that's one of the hardest places you can ever go. And I went up there, and uh, little Joey was going through one of his chemos while uh, uh, Selena, which is um, one of the ones we're going to be helping this year, was five, do five doors down beginning her first chemo treatment. Um, I think Joey was on one of his fifth or sixth or seventh so um so we got all of that you know i went up there and saw all of that and then the other family uh had had the chance to uh 
her name is uh, Aislin, it's spelled A-I-S-Y-L-I-N, so it's something totally new, uh, kind of a name to say, mm-hmm. but uh, they call her AZ, and she's just a sweetheart, and again, they're, they're all dealing with, uh, they're both dealing with the same cancer, and then Joey, who's already, you know, we've helped him last year, uh, they're just like a family now. Right. Uh, and all of the people that we've helped over the years, uh, Tommy and Kaylee and Lacey, and, and uh, last year we helped three families with Joey and, and uh, Keith uh, and the Whaley family. Um, they've, they're all part of the family that we invite back every year. And uh, so far every year we've had the families back and, and had them there, and uh, they take part. We get hotel rooms so they can spend the night and all of that. So, um, But this, this uh, charity race has uh, gotten huge. we got Friday night racing again, and uh, we qualify the trucks, and then we race on Saturday night. Uh, the 200 lapper and uh, like I said the, the the PRI boost could be really huge this year so uh, I'm gonna see I'm gonna see if I can get Bill Green and we can get our equipment up there and see if we can yeah we did that what live. two years two years two ago, years yeah. ago we did it and uh, we'd love to do that again yeah. uh, we're uh, it, it was uh, it was it was great you know last year we had the weather issue uh, I had to change uh, I had to change on a Wednesday I had to change it to uh, Saturday and Sunday because there was no way it was 100% chance of rain on Friday. Right. The problem I have is all year long I go around and give out passes and flyers and stuff that have all the dates on it. Well, I don't have any way to get a hold of those people again. So we had people actually showing up uh, Sunday night after the races were over because, oh. you know, they, they, they found out, well, mm-hmm. they got everything just got moved over a day. Well, they didn't get the, the new schedule. We tried to get it out as quick as we could, but uh, so that kind of hurt us a little bit. But I really believe that this year, as long as we don't have a weather issue uh, and tied to the PRI show, this will definitely probably be the hugest thing we've done. You know, we raised 21000 last year. My goal is to beat 30000 this year. And, you yeah. know, a lot of people have always had that thing with, you know, 200 lap race. Oh, my God, it's just trucks. You know, we know how trucks are. It takes forever. I'll tell you what, the one I did, the, the one Bill Green and it's I did, Stephen Darvalix, I think, won that we, race. Yeah. All of our races uh, have been good. Um, the first one I still think is the best. I mean, it's, maybe it's just because it's the first. But we had some um, unbelievable three-wide action in that, people going around lap trucks. I mean, it was huge. Um, and so then we also mixed it up. Um, by last year, we did a, uh, instead of just going totally by qualifying, we redrew uh, the the fast qualifier and the top ten redraw. So they don't know where they're starting. We do it in the driver's meeting on that day before we go racing. And uh, so it mixed it up a little bit uh, last year, and I and I think it, it it came back and improved the racing again uh, last year's event. But yeah, even that race was good. I mean, everyone has been, and they really have been run um, relatively clean and uh, very professional. You know, I talk to the guys. We have a we have a drivers meeting. You, if you've ever if you if you heard my drivers meeting, you wouldn't want to come to another one. But my <laughs> point is to these guys is we're not here. We're not here to tear up everybody's trucks. We're here to raise money for these families. And and, and I want it to be professional because as this thing gets bigger and we begin to attract, uh, you know, bigger sponsors, which I've got a proposal out right now because of getting the PRI weekend, that we could have a huge name sponsor on this deal. And if this happens, you got to be able to put together a professional show. So every year the guys have, have, have done a tremendous job. And, I, you know, we've had a couple people get mad in tempers, but yet they held their tempers. They didn't, you know, they didn't go show it in front of everybody. And that's, that's you know, that's what we want. We know it's still going to happen. It's but everybody has acted very, very it's professional. Racing. And I, I, don't think, I don't think you could say anything bad about the competition or, uh, or just the way that everybody races. I think everybody's done a very, very good job in the way they handle everything. And well, one of the other things... One of the other things is is that 
what I have always heard about this race is the level playing field. How you guys have got it leveled out to where. Well, they know they're going to get teched. I mean, right. the last three years we've tore Heavy the top tech. five down, and and you know, we want to make sure everybody knows they got a fair shot. We, you know, we have to work with some of the rules because you still have some differences, uh -huh. and so we put out a sheet that says, okay, here's the differences. This is what we're going to go with, and we try to make sure that everybody knows that ahead of time. But everybody has done a tremendous job, and um, they like the fact that they're going to get a fair opportunity, that they're going to get teched. I mean. You know, you come there and you know you're going to get a fair shot. That's the the key thing. Um, you know, I'll, I'll since Rex is here, I'll I'll say that you know Rex Rex didn't really think a whole lot of this whole deal uh, when I first began it, and he told me he said after he come to the uh, did you come the second year? Or? I came every year. No, I missed the first year. But okay, but it was the second year, and then when he came. After he come up and told me, he says, man, this, this thing is great. It's been a lot of fun. And that's what we want. We want everybody to come there. It's like a, it's like a big weekend. We have, a, we have a schedule that stretches everything out so don't, nobody's running around like crazy trying to get ready. We have it all planned out so that everybody has some time and they get breaks for lunch and all of that stuff so that it's fun. You know, that's what we this. want. You know, if you, if you go to that race and you hang out there and you watch what goes on and uh, pay attention to the front straight and – the things that are done on the front straight with these kids and stuff. I mean, if this doesn't warm your heart, you know, you got a heart of stone because uh, I don't know how you do it. You know, I. Uh, well, I don't. If you ever hear when, me talk, when, no, I don't I mean, get through when, it. When you, when, yeah, I know. But when you go, you go to the hospitals and you deal with these families and, and, and the kids. You know, I spent two weeks in Moffitt Cancer Center, and I saw a lot of stuff. Yeah. And uh, you know, and every day now I go to a place where. I'm with 40 to 50 people that, you know, I got a bad back and, you know, and some problems, but I'm in great shape compared to some of these people and the hell yeah. that they have been through with chemotherapy, people of all ages, you know. Right. And when you're around that every day and you see the positive attitude and you lose the ability to complain about anything. And right. Well, the see, year that you see what these kids go, and you, you go do this with these kids, man, and I'll tell you, that's a tough one to do. Yeah, the kids is the hardest. It, it definitely is. Now, you guys were there when, when Lacey was there. Right. Can can anybody get can anybody have more of a positive and she just she just completed her 28th surgery. Oh. I mean, she's had 28 surgeries in her life for all kinds of things and and is in pain constantly and yet she has a smile on her face that just lights bubbling. up her room. She was and that's what it's I mean, that's 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 really what it's all about. You know, I don't know Tommy, you know, Tommy had leukemia the doctors say he's cured you know that that's the great stuff kaylee the baby um she was 14 months old they didn't think she was going to to last um a year she's still alive and still she's still fighting and if she can hang on another year i believe it's another year then she can have a heart transplant and, and they didn't didn't think that was going to happen so god works miracles i mean it's just it's you know we don't this is this is not something where i go help these people and then it's over i still contact every one of them I call them. I pray for them. I, I, I've, I've made trips to see uh, Tommy's family when they, had a, they didn't have any money for Christmas. I took them money, bought them Christmas presents. They're part of a family now that's never that, that's always going to be the way it is. Now, if, if, if we lose one of them, that's going to be the toughest thing of all. But right now, you know, God's blessed everything, and, and that, that's why I keep doing what I'm doing. So and when is the event again this year? December 10th and 11th. And last year, I want to go back to this. Last year, yeah. how much did you raise? Uh, twenty-one thousand three hundred and fifteen. That's a chunk of change, man. That's yeah. a, that's a great deal. And your goal we gave this each year. family seven thousand, little over seven thousand dollars. It's like you said, 
it's got to be a, a great feeling to hand him the money, but the better thing is to see him come back the next. Well, year. it's great. It's great to send it to him, and, and it's great to know that it, it's helping. But yeah, when they come back, and you know, when they send you a thank you, you know, I, I mean, I don't do it for that, but that, that's that's that that's part of the it's great feeling balls. you get. But and, and some of the best truck drivers, I'll tell you, Stephen Darvalix is one of the most underrated race car drivers. In the state of Florida. Yeah, I, we've got great ones. I mean, uh, you know, Tyler Lang won last year. He's a youngster that's just kind of gradually, you know, moved up the ladders, and and he he was he he dominated really last year. After he, I mean, it took him a little while to get the lead, but once he got it, he dominated. But and, and Stephen did kind of dominated the mm-hmm. the last part of that race. Um, actually, well, actually, no, 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 no. Cole, um, the other, the, uh, hey, I can't think. Travis Hansen had yeah. led that race for a long time and he had a tire go down. Yep. Um, and so that five laps left, I think. Yeah, something like down. that. Yep. So, but the races have been, I mean, the races have been great. The drivers are great. They come there and uh, last year, uh, last year, out of out of a fourteen thousand dollar purse, uh, almost uh, fifty five. It was like fifty five hundred dollars of it was all donated back, and uh, you know. That's what it's you know they they don't have to do that. I know it cost them a lot of money to come run that race. Um, all the strictly stock guys that come, they race for you know they race for a five hundred dollars winner take all. The super stock drivers run for six hundred dollars winner take all. Uh, and then the other divisions, well the champ carts, uh, they got paid five hundred dollars to their winner only, and the rest of them race you know for trophies and fun. I mean that you know the Dare Antiques come every year and do that. And so that's, you know, that's what it's about. I mean, we have a great time. I mean, that's that's the whole fun. We do the cookout for everybody on Friday in the pits uh, after everything's over. And then, you know, we come back and, and, and go at it on, on Saturday. So um, I just hope everybody will just, you know, my, my thing is just come one time. And if you don't, if you don't feel uh, the, the difference that this thing is and, and how it impacts you, don't come back. But I guarantee you if you come the first time, it'll be hard for you not to come back. All right, Rick. Good, man. Thank you. I'll Thank you. you. What, uh, I know you got to get going. It's a long trip back to uh, Orlando. Um, and uh, we'll definitely have you on again uh, inside Florida Racing, Real Racing USA, before uh, the event. And uh, I really appreciate you making the, the time. Well, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have missed it when you asked me. And, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're praying for you. We're, we're there if you need us. Thanks, man. All right, buddy. We're going to take a a break here and we're going to come back and talk with uh, Don Ream the uh, sprint car guru here but uh, when we go to this break I just want to um, send this song out that we're going to play right now to all the all the guys and yeah mostly guys I guess who who who, who love uh, Carol Wicks and they go over to uh, uh, Craig Stern's message board over there and talk dirt stuff but they they send. They go there and send love letters to Carol Wicks. Um, this song is for you guys. Here she comes. Here she comes. That little town bird. Here she comes. Little town flirt. Here she comes. Here she comes. With that little 
You believe Scott's still out there smoking cigarettes? That's what he's doing? He's smoking a cigarette. He is smoking cigarettes? Smoking cigarettes. How many years has it been for you? Ten? I think I'm going on about five or six. Eight. You want to talk about about a couple professional cigarette smokers? Jack and I would go to New Smyrna from Bradenton, and my son would be in the back seat. We should have got child abuse because... We'd smoke a half a carton on the way up there and a half a carton on the way back. I think Jack's asparagus That microphone's not working. What's that? That microphone. Yeah, try that now. No, I think your asparagus shake uh, chased Scott out of here. The asparagus shake? Oh, turn that down. Yeah, maybe. turn that down. Okay, that. yeah, okay. he'll be back in a minute. Um, so, Don Ream. Don Ream. So we have the... Uh, we have the uh, we have three sprint car series in Florida, and he runs two of them. Is there three or four, Don? Or is there four? Is there or there's really? five? Actually, there's probably five or six. There's actually, I think there's five. Well, there's give us five. the whole rundown on, on what's the what's the status? What, what are all the sprint car deals that go on? Well, 
Uh, you I have, mean, I know I'm putting you in the spot here because you got to talk about quote unquote competition, but I don't think you really have any competition. Well, I'm sure I do. Uh, you have the original sprint car deal, which is the TBARA. They've been around for since Golden Gate, which you ran for 12 years, right? And then there's uh, Central Florida Non-Wing Association that's been around, I think they started about 2000. And then uh, I started the checkered flag in 2008. And then last year I started uh, the Top Gun program which was a is a co-op deal with between the four racetracks four dirt tracks and basically i just um, the race director and i guess coordinator of it and then there's the and i'm not sure that i know the correct name of the one that uh, tom has um as far as the he ran at Auburndale last year, and I'm not sure that I, and I'm not doing this to be slighting anybody, but I, rather than say something that's not correct, I just do not know the proper name of it. Right. Florida Wing Sprints, I think it is. Maybe that is. I, I again, like I said, I just honestly don't know the name of it. Um, and but that's these, basically. But these run different, di these different series, they all don't run the same kind of cars. Uh, or do some they? of them do, some of them don't. Uh, the uh, the uh, TBARA uh, is a winged sprint car organization. The Central Florida and the Checkered Flag are non-wing pavement sprint cars. The Top Gun is a... Uh, they're all limited in in some respect as far as motors. Every class that we just have been talking about is got a, is limited. It's not a wide open, run what you brung type deal. So even not the world totally of outlaws, outlaw. right? Well, even the world of outlaws are limited. Right. I mean, there isn't a sprint car organization going in the world that that's not limited in some respect. So. Um, but the uh, Top Gun deal is has a a limited engine program. There are two different programs that they can run for a motor program. We've taken what was run in the Jacksonville area, which was uh, Florida Sprint Car Association, and they had one rule package for their motors. The cars are basically the same no matter what. And then East Bay had a motor package that was a little different. And we made some adjustments on the two and merged the two together. You could either choose one motor package or the other. You can't take the best out of each one, naturally. And that has worked out very well. And we raced uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago at East Bay, and we had 28 cars. Oh. 28 cars at East Bay? Man, that is... 28 cars at East Bay and 4 to nothing in Tampa. No, I don't think... Yeah, That's, it's 4 to nothing. 4 to nothing. Uh, <laughs> this is not fair. You guys are getting to watch the game, and I'm not, so... <laughs> 
But anyway. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. The, um, the Dirt Series has just um, blossomed very well. Um, it's, it's growing all the time. We've been able to secure some contingency sponsors for it. Uh, earlier in the year, we thought we had a, a series sponsor, and that hasn't materialized. It's kind of like Rick said, you throw, throw these things out and hope that you succeed. But uh, over the years, uh, I've received some good support from numerous organizations and numerous people. And I've had had a lot of no's over the years, but you get used to that, and that's part of the the program. And it's getting harder all the time. It's with the economy the way it is, and what Rick was saying, and you guys have been talking about. It's it's very hard. I think that's why we have to make more noise about it. I mean, do, do, do the race car drivers, these guys that drive sprint cars, do they understand how exciting this is to the people sitting in the grandstands? I'll tell you what, they do not. They, if they break and they go up and sit in the grandstand, they come back with a different outlook on this yeah, whole deal. Yeah, I, I would think. Yeah. Damn, those guys are crazy. Yeah. That's that's the yeah. biggest response I get from from a driver that goes and watches a race. Wait, I can't. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, I know it was that way this past weekend when when the TVARA rolled into to Lake City. It was the first time that uh, they had been there so far this year. As a matter of fact, the first time that any sprint car racing had been done there. And uh, the the people at Lake City were very appreciative, none more so than me. But uh, yeah, it was a mm-hmm. it, it was a great race, and I think you're exactly right. They don't know how exciting how excited these fans are when they come out there because first of all, a lot of these guys they don't this this could be the first time they've ever seen sprint cars or 750 horsepower machines running around their little track at Lake City when they're used to seeing the Hornets run around there. They come out and they see these guys. And not only that, they see the professionalism that they bring and, and that your series too. And, that, and that's where I think a lot of these drivers benefit from someone like you because they get to come in and see how a professional series should be run and is run. And, they, you know, they fall into that line. They can carry that with them no matter where they go. They can carry that experience to the next level when they, wherever they go. Well, I, I agree 100%. The uh, – the sprint cars have always um, had the image of being the professional uh, type race cars and race drivers that, uh, and and I'm not saying that the late models or some of the other series did not do that, but it just seemed like we were able to make that image a lot more visible and uh, outstanding along the lines you know? the most amazing thing i found out don was that uh you know when the late models come into town they bring in stackers and and a whole crew to work most of these guys that do the sprint cars they don't do that they have a driver and one other guy and maybe one other person but they come in most of the times with the driver and maybe one or two other people that are their brother or their dad or something they don't bring crews of people in and they, and they work on their own cars and do their own deal well this is very true another thing that and this is the negative of sprint car racing is just what you said the racetracks are depending on backgate driven money and my biggest i hear it all the time you don't bring no people in the back gate 
But but that's that's for the, like you said. You, they should know that going in if they've been in the race car industry. That sprint cars. I was amazed at that because of the level of like I said when I did the East Bay deal, the Winter Nationals. I mean, you had people, the best sprint car drivers in the world coming, and they didn't bring but two or three people with them. And these were Gary Wright from Hook Texas and. Uh, Jason Gary Johnson had one guy with yeah, him. Yeah, you have one or two people, and I, I was amazed know. that they didn't bring a whole crew of people. That amazed me. Oh, not, to, not to sound crude, but it just seems to me. I mean, you hit it on that. If you've been in the industry at all, if if you're having sprint cars coming and you're bitching because they're not bringing enough people in the back gate and the drivers and their crews, you're not doing your job, man. Because this is the biggest show you're going to get, and you should pack the place. I mean, I remember when you brought the TBARA to Columbia Motorsports Park, and they hadn't been there in years, and I was there that night. It was unbelievable. The people, like you said, Scott, were going crazy. This is probably, I don't know, seven, eight years ago or whatever, whenever it was. It was a while back, but uh, the people were going nuts. Right. And it was packed. It was place was packed. And they hadn't had a crowd. I went around and talked to people, and they said they hadn't had a crowd like that in years. Exactly, you know, and I think that no matter what series it is, but sprint cars uh, seem to be more prominent to to uh, this. But you can run them too much at a given racetrack, and you can saturate the market, and then the uh, interest of that fan saying i when he leaves i've got to come back and see that if you run there all the time it it kind of takes away yeah so yeah but speaking as a sprint car fan the fans like you guys because nobody passes more than sprint cars you know a lot of people say all oh, pavement racing they just line up and some in some cases it's true where they'll start the fast guy in the front and it's a freight train to the end but not in sprints where, where did uh who won last week? Shane Shane Butler. Shane Butler. Where the last st- lap, last turn. Right. Where did he start? I bet he didn't start in the front row. No, he did not. No, I know the TBARA starts the top guy twelfth. I think, Don. I think you do too. Anyhow, you give the people what they want. They have, they have tremendous races with a lot of passing, more so than you'll see in any other pavement group. Well, basically, the way we work is uh, you use a four race average, and. It doesn't have anything to do with the overall points that they have, but it's the last four races that they've run, and then you have to qualify through your heat to run in a certain place, and then you run, you invert and run, like you said, the top 12 are inverted. So if you have to start 12th and you got 18, 20 cars and you got 15 of them can win the feature. One thing I think that is remarkable is that with both uh, both the, the uh, checkered flag sprint series and the the, the uh, dirt series that you run, it's the number of winners, the different different winners. I mean, you don't have one guy winning all. The no, way. looked like last year. It looked like uh, that might happen with Butler, but yeah, well, he started to stink up the show to begin of the year, <laughs> and uh, caution, caution. Then, then that just uh, you know his. Uh, I will say luck or whatever changed, and uh, you he didn't he didn't win near as many as, as it looked like he was going to win anyway. No, he had a whole bunch of different winners. The well, same thing in the in the uh, the Top Gun sprint. Well, in the in the variety of winners in in sprint car racing, like our the last race at Desoto, um, Sonny Hartley won. 
on the week of his 65th birthday. Jeez. I'll tell you right there. You got to appreciate that. You know, one thing I want to ask you, Don, about, about the sprint cars, obviously, uh, I became involved in the, in the dirt car side of it back a couple, three years ago. And, and that's where I got involved with a lot of the sprint cars. But now the younger guys in the sprint car series, especially on the asphalt side, what do you see for those guys coming out? Because so many times the fans want to see the late models. They want to see the late models. But now the sprint car series, as you said, I, in the dirt side, I could see I, I never knew how massive it was. I really didn't. I, I'd only seen the TBARA, and I'd seen them at DeSoto and a couple other places, and I know I loved it. But, you know, it didn't appeal to so to, to everyone there. Now, on the dirt side, it is a lot different. The sprint cars are a staple. and uh, But I see perhaps a lot of the younger kids migrating toward the late models. Is that true, or is that – how do you see it? Well, um, I think basically they can get into full-bodied cars, and they want to be the next Jeff Gordon, mm-hmm. you know. And the sprint cars – they all forget that Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, Newman, Casey Kane, I mean, you just keep on going down the line. Uh, they all came from uh, sprint cars and, and silver crown cars. So, uh, And it's checkered flag sprint now. you got a young lady who is a pretty, uh, pretty good driver. Well, she also runs in the Top Gun. Oh, does she? Yes. What is her name, Amanda? Amanda Ferguson. Yes. And uh, down there at East Bay, the last time we were down there in the hot laps, she was probably as fast as anyone. How old is she? She's she'll be seventeen. Did I mean, didn't we, didn't we learn about asking women how old they are? Yeah, we did. We did learn. <laughs> yeah, we don't ask women, but we'll ask Don. <laughs> we'll ask Don. Yeah, we'll yeah ask you'll Don hang me out. Exactly. You'll put up. Thanks put a lot, boys. I had, I had a very, very he, bad experience yes, with a driver. You talk about Amanda <laughs> very, Ferguson very over at East Bay. I mean, you're talking about some of the most competitive drivers in the country, and she is right amongst the you know leaders up there right. with Tim George and. And the rest of those guys over there and, and just doing a fantastic job. She's not been uh, very happy with the results at East Bay. I think she's had been crashed every time she's been there. But uh, she's won a Cala. Yeah, she won. I was at uh, Charlotte last year. Right. And uh, I wasn't even coming. To, I wasn't going to hang out. I was just there on some business. And I saw that she had – you guys started your race. I saw that she was out front. And she won the race. And they didn't and, give it to her. And they did not give it to her. No, she had to work for it. Right. And, uh, and there was numerous restarts mm-hmm. in that race, yeah. and she, she drove off her. and left yeah. them. And the same thing happened when she won at Ocala. Uh, yeah. There was numerous restarts there when we ran there at the beginning of the year, and she drove off and left them. Speak. How about, how about Gene Lasker? Is he running over there with you guys? He's Gene? running with the yep. Top Gun Gene series. Yeah. He, He's uh, a bad man. Uh he gets up on the steering wheel. Yeah, he does. He's elbows up, As a man. matter of fact, in the archives, realracingusa.com, uh, if you go look in the archives inside, I don't know which one. It's Real Racing USA. Real Racing USA section. There's a uh, uh, from East Bay last uh, year, early in uh, 2009. I forget the date, but you can go dig it up. There's a great interview with Don Ream and, and Gene, Gene Lasker and uh, stories about uh, – about the tire wheel blowing up in Don's face and that whole episode in his life and uh, and he, he and uh, 
he and uh, Lasker talked at length about sprint car racing. You know, Gene fascinating. Lasker, Gene fascinating. Lasker doesn't speak kindly of a lot of people, but yeah, he did. He did have Don. He did. I never will forget the first time I Absolutely. went down there to interview him. They said, "Whatever you do, don't hand me the microphone." That's right. And uh, I went down there, and of course, he jerked it out of my hand and took yeah. off, brother. He was gone. And back to to Charlotte County now. Your checkered flag sprint car series started there, and that's where it got off the ground, and that's your keystone track these days right exactly and uh charlotte or uh, uh charlotte county motorsports park is now ponte gorda speedway under new ownership um and uh rick they have so you have the information about this these guys have changed one thing uh first of all you're going to continue to race there with your series right you'll be there on the 12th of june oh, i lost it hold on oh, it's on the screen but uh <laughs> there it is uh they sent out a press release today. Um, whole new pricing structure down there. Should do a lot to, to bring more fans in. Uh, all last year and the year before, they were charging a ridiculous $20 um, a pop for people to get in the main grandstands. And uh, that price is now $10, right? $10. $10. And it's uh, $8 for seniors. And 11 through 17 is like $5. And kids under 10 I believe. $5 for a pit slap. Yeah, five dollars for pit slabs. They've done a lot to uh, on the Let's pricing to give Rex the microphone there for a second. You know, five dollars for a pit slab—that sounds fantastic, right? But why are they charging you guys to park? They don't. I mostly run Orlando and New Smyrna, and there's no yep. pit slab there. Right. You know. So we're really lucky compared to the other guys. Yeah, it's a West tracks. Coast thing, I guess. I guess so. It's, a, it's just different. Thank I mean, I work at a racetrack. I just never – I'm not going to – What do you think about that, Don? What, what's the deal with drivers getting charged to park? Can I just say – You're just not going to get into that, no, are you? Uh, because uh, – He's going to be politically correct. Well, I'm going to try to be. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I don't know. You know, again, we talked about backgate driven. Right. right. Um, and I understand that racetracks need to make money. And if – if the show that I take to them does not make them money, does not generate money, why would they have a SPAC? Exactly. And, you know, that has been my philosophy forever, and I, maybe that's a reason that I've been somewhat successful yeah, with I tell what, you what I've done. There's nothing – you talk about immediate feedback. Yeah, when nobody shows up, that's immediate feedback. They may not have you back if you don't bring people to the, to right. the fence. Well, I tell you, $10 – at the, as a front gate uh, ticket is going to and eight dollars for seniors has got to bring more people, especially to a blue collar place like uh, Pontagorda Speedway, where the you know, I mean, it's one of that most of the drivers and the fans who come from that they don't come from Charlotte County, they actually come from Lee County, which is south of there, and it is one of the most blue collar state of counties in the state. and. You know, there's high unemployment. That whole area has one of the worst in the country for foreclosures. So that $10 ticket uh, has got to help, and it's going to put more people in the seats to see your show. Well, I I uh, totally agree. I, I've always thought that, you know, if you got uh, – if you didn't have a full grandstand, right, do something to yeah. encourage people to come with – half price tickets or something and basically in comparison to what they did last year and where they're at now it's a half price ticket sure 
and uh, I think it's a great idea, yeah. uh, and I hope that they are very successful. The biggest thing now is they've had one or two years of the $20 price tag. It's going to take them And they're, they're going to have to, you know, kill that stigma and and get people to understand that it is $10. And, you know, you're still getting the same show or whatever. And well, I'll tell you right now, if you've never if you've never seen the Sprint cars, you need to make sure that you get out to see them, whether it's Don's show or somebody else's show. But obviously, Don's been doing this a long, long time, so... If he's, a, if he's anywhere in the area, that's a place to go. But I'll tell everybody the same story I tell about Don. The first time I saw him over at DeSoto, I said, man, your, your series is so great. But, it, but the race is over with in like eight to ten minutes. And he looked at me and he just said, that's why they call them sprint cars. <laughs> you know, and that's, that is a whole thing. He looked at me and he said, you don't have time to feel your tires out or test your car. You've got to get up on the wheel and you got to make it happen because you you got you know twenty five thirty five laps to have it done and they do get it over in a hurry but it is the most exciting eight some, minutes of some the of life. the best racing I ever saw Man. was when when Dave Steele would start back yeah. in the back of the pack and yeah. to just watch that guy know what's going to happen in turn four when he's going down the back stretch. and I saw him at DeSoto where the yeah. speed was unbelievable, unbelievable down that back straightaway into turn three and sometimes thinking, you can see Dude. the contrails coming off the, the yes. wings and there's watching the brothers uh, from down in the Gary the, and Mark the, the Gimblers the Gimblers from down in Key West God, I can remember watching them when they were running TQ midgets watching them guys fight each other for a lead man that's exactly yep. it's pretty cool um, it's so close they're so powerful they get so close when the wheels get inside of each other you almost have to close your eyes but it's you you can't help but to watch it it is literally the most some of the most exciting yeah, racing a, I've ever seen so you'll be a bad record you'll be a Pontegorda Speedway in Pontegorda Florida on the 12th of June and right. when When's the next uh, Top Gun? I knew you were going to ask that. The dirt side. <laughs> I'll have to look. Make, I honestly. Work. Um, I'll tell you. I just want when you're running that. Uh, June the nineteenth. June the nineteenth. All right. So you can check out uh, the show on the twelfth on asphalt, and then on dirt on the nineteenth. One of the where things, are you at the nineteenth? Uh, Lake City. Lake City. The dirt Lake City. The dirt track. It's Lake City's Top North Race. Florida North Florida Speedway. I, I think. Can already tell oh, that's Rick. right. North one of your Florida favorite race tracks. I'm going to have to tell Rick. Hey, I'm not feeling too good right now. As a matter of fact, I'm <laughs> feeling a little sick. I might not make it that. They're day. looking for an announcer over there. <laughs> yeah, there was a. Yeah, there but was I don't a, qualify as a real. Announcer. There was a, a a thing on their website uh -huh. this yeah, last week. They're about, looking yeah, for they an announcer. I didn't get a phone call. You didn't. I didn't either. Nobody called me, brother. I didn't either. One of the things that, that we have done this year with the series is we've got an insurance, supplementary insurance program for the drivers that's, I think, outstanding. It's taken me a long time to get to where we awesome. put this together. But a lot of people don't understand how racetrack insurance works. Um, and they, they all think that their insurance is going to cover them their hospitalization and everything else and when they read the fine print more than likely they're going to find out oh we don't do skydiving yeah don't do skydiving and race car driving i don't know why and, that is uh, so then it depends on the racetrack the racetrack insurance becomes primary and depending on the amount that is carried by the racetrack and that varies from racetrack to racetrack it's not the same 
And so what I've done is I've come up with a program that after an initial $10,000 coverage by the racetrack's insurance, the if that's all the coverage they have, then the rest falls back on the driver. Well, now we have a $100,000 additional insurance program that is part of the membership for both the Top Gun and the Checkered Flag Sprint Series. Cool. And it's in the membership fee, and it's not out of sight to do this. And, and it's like you said, many of the drivers and, and really a few of the tracks know how that worked, to be honest with you, that I've found out that they don't know how that, that whole deal works, and they just kind of blindly go along with whatever's been there before. Right, right. And it's um, doing this for as many years as I've ha done, it, it, you find out a lot of things about it, and you talk to a lot of people, and uh, it's, it's kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, because everybody assumes that somebody else is doing something. And the, I don't know whether you've been to the, know anybody that's been to the hospital lately or anything else, but just yeah. break an arm and go to the emergency room. I'm not talking about something major like Jack. I'm just talking about oh yeah, just, you, know, I, you just, right. you talked about Rick Day earlier. Right. I guarantee you that he's got an outstanding bill right now. Oh, sure. No, I mean insurance and or not, you're going to exactly. Have a bill. In other words, the the somebody's going to pay. You for can it. easily crank up five to ten thousand on an emergency room visit. I I, I just that. a few weeks ago I had to go to the hospital. I had uh, my blood pressure went through the roof, and I just went to the emergency room. And fortunately, this year is actually the first year I've been able to afford, afford insurance through work, and it's still a chunk of change. But um, that visit, if I didn't have insurance, would have cost me $3,300. Right. And I was there exactly. 45 minutes, um, an hour and 45 minutes to two hours. In the first hour, you didn't get to see anybody. Right. right. And, and it's like you said, it's, it's more than just the money that you have to shell out, too. That, that, that's in consideration. So, you know, it, great, I'm, I'm very pleased that, that we've been able to put this to program together. And most drivers... Because they are drivers, have the attitude that it's not going to happen to them. If they didn't have that attitude, they, they wouldn't, wouldn't be a good race car driver. Mm -hmm. But we all know that it can happen. And, you know, insurance is, is something that you buy and hope you never use. Exactly. Uh, whether it be car insurance or hospitalization or whatever. And uh, I don't think that uh, – that you can have too much insurance regardless of what you do but being in racing and being exposed to what you can do um, makes a big difference so i know in the initial stages of this you ran into some resistance is that lesson now and and the people coming on board yes yeah uh, the i had more resistance with the dirt people but Everything that I've done with the dirt people, and it's not it's not because they don't want to. They've never been organized. With this level that, that we're dealing with here, they have never had an organization that generated things for them and created things for them 
in the way of contingency sponsors or whatever in this insurance program. Um, and it it's a joint deal all blanketed under the checkered flag, and you can run any of the three series. When I say three series, you can run the checkered flag series, you can run the top gun, and we have made arrangements so that when they run the East Bay sprints on the nights that it's not a Top Gun show and they run there, the insurance policy will cover them also there. So in essence, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it doesn't even cost you uh, $7 a night if you look at it, it on a nightly basis and what the insurance premium part of the thing is it's i would just i would tell any driver that didn't want to buy insurance let me just show you a tape and i think if you just showed them a couple of tapes and said dude this this could be you they'd be ready to sign up because or or if not their wife would be ready to sign and, them and up the, one or the, the other the ownership and the management of the of the four big dirt tracks there involved the uh, volusia speedway park east bay raceway and uh was north florida north speedway. florida and ocala and ocala uh, put this deal together amongst themselves, had the foresight to put you in charge, and it's been your show, and it's worked out pretty good. Well, uh, you know, it's it's without the help that I have from the people that have supported me from the checkered flag deal, a lot of those people, I don't say a lot of them, but some of them have come along and, and are now helping me with the, with the Top Gun deal, and that's made, without them, I wouldn't, well, you no. couldn't do it without Curtis. No, no. And, uh, Curtis, in fact, Curtis Whalen, right? Yes, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. And, you know, Gemma and uh, my wife and the, the two daughters do the safety uh, first response deal. Wild uh, child. Wild child. Now, we're not in a position right now, money-wise, to be able to have our own flagman that travels around. And... I see a great deal of difference in dealing with four different flagmen. There's not the consistency, and not that we have real problems, but the harmony and the... Um, Rick and I saw that exact thing. We saw that with the, with United, the Dirt Lake Models. We United have, Dirt Lake Model Series, we saw that every single race. We went to about. 14 different racetracks, and, I mean, Wild Child, the first year was our flagman, but... The ego, I mean, I, I can't say it any other way. The egos of the flagmen at the certain tracks just said, no, you're not coming in my flag stand. And the disparity of the different ways they ran their races for our guys, you know, where they would throw the the, the caution. It made it difficult. Or where they would throw the caution or where they would throw the green or what they counted as the last lap. I mean, everything that changed, we uh, it was hard to keep up with. And as difficult as that is, you yeah. can imagine a flagman, a new flagman that perhaps has never seen. I bet you there's some has never seen yeah. sprint cars. Right. They're humping mm-hmm. around yeah. there. It's like I said at, at Lake City, they're doing fourteen fives. Yeah. You know, if you don't have a flagman that's ready to go and ready to respond, brother, you can cause some serious mm-hmm. accidents. Well, so, that that's very true. And then the the uh, they're not really familiar with, and the sprint cars have different rules. They do things differently. 
the way they start, the way the way they stop, Don. The first time I would go out to East Bay, the race was over, and I go walking out in the racetrack. Man, they're still flying by, and I was going, "Well, why aren't they slowing down?" It's like because they'll be run over if they don't. I didn't know that. I'd never yeah. heard of that in my life. I'm walking out on the track like a moron, and next thing I know, here comes thirty sprint cars past me, and they're still humping. Right. Yeah. So yeah, well, I, I never, I didn't know that. Right. And you know, so many people are so used to full-bodied cars or whatever and they all have clutches yeah and they can they can stop go you know well the sprint car can't yeah uh so it's a problem one thing i would like to say um in you're talking about gene lasker um a couple weeks ago i had to disqualify him because he didn't go across the scales and probably right now he and i aren't the best of me but, No way. But I do want to tell you something, and he has another side. No and, doubt. Uh, Jeanette Burdett crashed really bad when we ran the Top Gun show down there at East Bay and pretty well destroyed the front of her car from the firewall forward. Gene told her to bring the car to him. He fixed it, and they have it back already. And they should be able to run this week. And there you go. He, as, like, Gene, as Gene would say, "How about that?" Yeah, yeah. like him or not, like you said, he wants he wants to be out there racing. He wants yeah. other people out there. Come on, I want to race everybody. He wants to beat everybody. So that's like, exactly yeah, that's exactly right. He do does not want to race against five or six of the same guys all the right. time. He no. wants to he wants to beat the best. Cool. Uh, Jack, you ready to take a break? Yeah, we're going to take a break, and uh, we're going to come back and talk with uh, the Bone Man. All right. You were mine for just a while. Now you're putting on the style. And you've never once looked back at your home. You're the gossip of the town, but my heart can still be found where you've tossed it on the ground. Hit me up on your way down. Hit me up on your way down when you're blue and all alone. When the glamour starts to bore you, come on back where you belong. But they'll find another toy Then they'll take away your crown Pick me up on your way down Pick me 
Then they'll take away your crown Pick me up on your way down Are we back inside Florida Racing? This is America's favorite garage band racing show. Without that, a doubt. Ain't that the truth? Without a doubt. Yeah. Now we're back to Rex. Rex, one of the things that, one of the first times I ever heard your name or saw anything was with the website that you do for, um, oh God, Which the, one, the Modified Reunion? No, or the, the uh, Hialeah? The, the track. Florida uh, City Speedway. Florida oh, City Florida Speedway. City. Yeah. Now, how did you how did you get involved with that? I mean, did you actually race there? Or? No, I was a little kid. I actually, actually that's where I fell in love with the sport. Uh-huh. I was um, ten or eleven, and my folks started taking me there. It's way down south of Homestead, down by where the Homestead Speedway sits currently. Yeah, and it's just a little down hole. there in the Palm Front. Boom, right. docks, man. Absolutely. There's some dead people down there yeah. somewhere, man. <laughs> we tell people. And it was a little tiny place. It was an eighth mile around the inside, and they ran. Uh, Really primitive mini stocks and TQ midgets. But, you know, when I was 10 or 11 years old, that was the biggest, brightest, fastest thing I ever saw. And I was hooked from the start. Um, and it's the track closed up for good in uh, 1976. And there was really, it had no, no presence, no life at all. But I happened to meet in 2000, and guess where, on the Karnak message board, one of the old participants put a, put a notice on there asking if anybody had pictures from Florida City. Well, I did. I had a bunch of them. We started corresponding. This is Vaughn Rockney, by the way, a guy who uh, moved back in the state. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, Vaughn did a really quick website with those, and I had never done websites before, but he turned it over to me, and I've maintained it now for eight or nine years. In fact, if I wasn't, I have three race cars and a family, so I don't have a lot of website time anymore. But I have hundreds, I think five or six hundred pictures to put up on there if I ever get time to do it. That's one of the amazing things about that little racetrack is is how much history was saved from it, like newspaper clippings and, and the photographs and 
the people that remember the people that raced there. Right, right. And uh, Hurricane Andrew hit that area in 1992, and so many of the old racers said, man, I had a big old stack of pictures, and doggone if they didn't get soaked in the hurricane, I had to throw them out. So that was kind of a drag. But uh, we had the first, I organized the first reunion. The reunions are kind of common now, but we had one in 2002, uh, and that was the the first ever Florida City reunion. That was pretty good. We had uh, a lot of the old drivers show up, and we even had four of the old cars, so pretty yeah, fun. I, you know, when I first saw that, it, it kind of reminded me, of Sarah Mana was where I kind of came enlightened. I mean, I used to go to the races up north when I was younger and don't have a lot of memories of that, but, you know, the, the Saturday night, People sweating in T-shirts and, 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 you know, the like you said, the primitive mini stocks. You know, my grandfather would call them puddle jumpers at the time. You know, Fiat's and Volkswagen's and... and, and, and Anglia's and Renault's and, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and it was it's just amazing how, you know, that little bitty track generated where it was. Because where it was was really in the middle of nowhere. There was a little town around it, right? There was a little town around it. Actually, it was in the middle of a black neighborhood in Florida City. And I mean, there were there was houses right next to the right. track. It's amazing, really, that they got to run as long as they did. And but it generated. I mean, every picture that I see that you can see facing the grandstands, it's packed. They had yeah. a lot of good years. It was run, owned, and operated by a club. Okay, and that's always, always some conflict, always some turmoil, uh, and they had their ups and downs. But yeah, for a few years there, they were rocking. They were filling the stands, putting on tremendous races. Safety wasn't a priority. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see became, some of them cars. It's it, kind of scary. It became a priority. When they first started running, they had midgets with no cages. And unfortunately, even though it's a small track, they had a fatality, uh, which really surprised everyone. They thought, no, this track's too little. You can't get hurt. Well, they, someone did. And uh, that's when the cages went on the midgets. The mini stocks came in. There was a lot of reorganization after that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the most successful days were, were before that accident. The, when did you start racing? When where, where did you actually start your first race? Oh, uh, Hialeah. Hialeah Speedway down in Miami. Wow. So many people, man. So yep. many people started in Hialeah. I did not know that. I know it's the to, smallest you, announcer's booth that ever has it ever been. That's for sure. Yeah, you're, you're not going, going to share reunion? that with Marty Little. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> reunion is uh, hmm, Thanksgiving weekend, I think. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go. I was up there in that announcer's tower with Rick Day, man, and I tell you, you, know, Lean, you couldn't couldn't close the door. I <laughs> no, think no, it's tough, yeah. but uh, that that was a great track to go. To. I'm sorry oh, to I love that, that racetrack. If yeah. it was located down next to that track now, down in Homestead, man, you talk about in the middle of nowhere. It's booties down there. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll never forget the first time Jack and I went down there. It was for a late model race, um, and uh, we're sitting at the Home Depot at the light, and I said, "What is that?" And, it we was late models. We <laughs> he goes, we're right down. This, the track's right there. And I said, no way. Yeah, it's yeah. right there. It I was. Just, <laughs> I remember going there and just saying, don't just lock the doors. Yeah. Lock the doors <laughs> until you get there. As a matter of fact, have, you have not been, uh, Rex, to the Applebee's restaurant that is at, on the location of the new track, right? That's a fact. I've been down to Miami a lot, but I haven't been to that I one. have not been there either, but I've talked to two people who have been there. And remember the pictures that you and I sent and the stuff we got together for mm-hmm. them? Apparently, the inside of the place is done up really good with all those pictures and murals. They did a big mural that uh, commemorates the Speedway using all the stuff we got them. So. That, that cool. place was such a big part of so many lives down there. Yeah. You know, it was great. It was just like the town of Miami, okay? It was hot. It was overcrowded. Everybody was just on the edge of losing their temper. 
you know, it was crazy. It was just like the town, but man, there there was never a dull night there. It was such a blast. I know the night they closed was one place. Well, that was one of the most unbelievable things I've seen. Yeah, I took my car down and, and ran that night, and uh, I know I put it on the trailer about five in the morning when the race has finally ended. So this now, what do you do now, Orlando Speed World? Yeah, mostly Orlando. Uh, I live really close. Mini stock. Yeah, in the in mini stocks or modified mini stocks, whatever you want to call them. Run a few nights at New Smyrna. Last last year I had a pretty fun year. I ran several nights at New Smyrna, uh, a bunch at Orlando, and uh, I had two cars. So I took the other one, ran some nights at uh, Auburndale, and took it to the 100 Lapper at Citrus and stuff. I really had a fun year. So we're coming to the end of our time here. So as we come back, and we're not sure how often we're going to do these shows, uh, Rick and I and Scott, or how we're going to do things, but... Uh, we do know that Dirt World is coming back for sure in a couple of weeks, beginning on Wednesday or Thursdays. We haven't quite sorted all that out with uh, Billy uh, the Kid and uh, Joe Linebarrier. Those guys know dirt. But uh, when we do these shows about Florida racing, what are some of the things that you think we should uh, should cover and, and do? Promotion, promotion and new ideas. I, I got a stack of them, you know. If I ever get the chance, I'd love to come back. I could do an hour or so. And I'm not a promoter, mm-hmm. but I am a very interested participant and, spec- and sure. spectator. And, okay. man, there is so much to be done. And I'm frustrated a little bit at the state of our sport at some tracks. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want to see things slip away. I don't know if things are going to get better or not. I think they will. I'm an optimist. But, you know, we can we can do so much better than, I, than you know, we're doing, I think. I think. right. I, I'll tell you, it was very interesting. For me personally, it wasn't – I don't think it was last year. I think it was in 2008 – we interviewed all the promoters, just about all of them, mm-hmm. the track promoters. Remember, we even got Robert Hart. Yeah, uh, did did a big long thing, and um, it was pretty interesting to get their point of view on things. But there just wasn't. I mean, it's you could talk for hours with these guys. But let me ask you this: How do you get these these folks to to take the ideas and uh, and and use them? <laughs> Apparently, money is the answer. <laughs> it's a money thing. I don't know for sure, Jack, but I think if you show up with all the money and all the labor and then somehow convince them, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a participant in the fan. I'm really not involved in that end of it at all. I got one other question. How the hell do you know the guy from Boston? <laughs> uh, do you want, uh, you want a story or you want the real story? The real. Yeah. Come on, man. This the is the better. The better. It's internet radio. Oh, the better story? The entertaining. The better story. Oh, the the better story. oh, we're old buds. Yeah, we're old yeah. buds. And uh, really? I, had to, I, had to give him, I had to give him some uh, background on Florida racing and uh, turned him loose and let him rant. And as you can tell from that video, he knows a lot about Florida. Oh, oh absolutely. He is up yeah. on racing. Everybody no, races trucks. Yeah, out in the woods. Yeah. At but New Samantra. New Samantra, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> No, it was just for fun. You know, I, I think the guy's funny. Uh, he used to go go nuts and do a rant every week. And, He's uh, hilarious. He ended up doing one on uh, on Florida racing. That's yep. cool. Yep. Scott, what do you got to say, man? Final thoughts here before we wrap this I up. I am just glad to be back here doing Inside Florida Race, yeah, Real cool. Racing USA. Man, I'm at the uh, Marriott here. I didn't know if you just get a little sick, they give you a nice room in the Marriott. Yeah, but, well, uh, Marriott. Now, now I class. I know that. I class. But, uh, no, I'm just glad to be back Better here. Better than some of the places we stayed on the road. Yeah, you ain't, yeah, <laughs> you ain't kidding. The South Carolina really beat me down. But, uh, no, I'm glad to be back here. I'm glad to see you sitting upright. Uh, as I talked about earlier, man, the last time I saw you, Rick and I and you were standing over in turn four at New Smyrna. And uh, after that happened, of course, and uh, came down with being sick, uh it uh, threw me for a loop, and uh, you know, some uh, 
I'm just glad to be back here and doing our show. That's the one thing I can tell cool. you is, man, yeah. it feels right. You know, it just feels good. Cool. Well, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, because like, uh, you know, a few months ago, I was like going, "What do we do now? What do we do now?" Yeah, <laughs> I know. What, yeah, you know, it, what, what the hell? It what just the hell? it goes to show you, you know, how important things are mm-hmm. and uh, where where your priorities lie, and and you know, once again. You, you get on the message board, you get jacked up, you see what some people have written or what some people have said about somebody else. And when you put things onto perspective, all of a sudden things like the message board or things that happened at your work or things that happened uh, even in your family, you know, get, get put into perspective. Right. And you're just like, wait a second, let's take a step back here and just see where we are and, and gather it all together. And then when you do, you find out, as as Rick Bristol was saying, you know, you don't have it as bad as what other people do. As Jack, right. you know, was telling me, it, it's almost if I wasn't hearing it from Jack, I wouldn't believe it. But when you hear people with their stories that they've, that they've done, and uh, it, it's amazing, and it's a great thing, and I'm I'm just glad Jack's better, and uh, we're looking forward to doing some more shows. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's great. You know, ten years ago, ten eleven years, years ago, man, man, it makes me feel ninety nine. You know, I, mean, I, I never will forget. I asked Jack for the for the first time. I said, Jack, man, all these people are talking about pot when first podcasting ever came out. I said, podcasting is that the same thing we've been doing for the past <laughs> ten years? Yeah, and right. he said, Yeah, man, we've been doing that for a long time. I'm, like, for, I'm a podcaster now. I'll never forget when Bill Green invited us on it on Short Track That's USA, right. and uh. We, we we went across the bridge and we did the that show. Little we're ra- com- that nasty radio station yeah. that was. Over. We're, we're coming back across the bridge and Jack looked at me and he said, "What do you think?" And I said, "We can do that." And that's where yeah, it was we, born. We, you know, the, the show. Thanks to our lovely engineer from St. Petersburg. Yeah, but yeah. Hans Newborg. Um, but you know, we had some great. Yeah, oh, that's right. Hans, I remember that guy. But Hans we had some great shows. You know, back when we did uh, the. You know, we had DW on a couple. You know, mm-hmm. once or twice, and we've had some other great people on. But you know, each one of these shows, as we've talked about, become more and more important because you know. You know, it, it, things aren't going to stay the same. Things aren't going to be this way forever, and that's just the way it goes. But, you know, life goes on, and, and you just you, you want to be a part of it, want to stay a part of it. So in this little way is how we can stay a part of the, stay a part of the racing but, industry. And I'll tell you, I really want to thank um, – uh, there's, there's no way that I could thank all the people in, in this little short time, but uh, uh, Tony Carino, Modified Driver – Carol Wicks, um, the help that those two people gave me uh, in the last month or two has been uh, tremendous. And uh, uh, Critter uh, opened the doors up at Citrus for a wonderful event that Don Ream was part of with his Sprint Car Series. And Tony Carino brought all those modified guys there. And uh, Bob Culbertson and Robert Howell. And, of course, you guys, man. It's uh, I'm glad to be back doing this. All right. This is Inside Florida Racing, and we will be back.
got to do the same people again. I'm gonna jump until I fall. I've got to do the same people again. I'm gonna jump until I fall. Far hopping and high topping. Hey Lord, can't you hear me call? You're doing the 